This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you season two of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. All right, guys, uh, I got to tell you really quick uh, before we go on to anything else about our wonderful partner here at Love the Star. It is Boomer Jacks. I've, I've been telling you guys about him for several weeks now. Brian and I both have. Uh, we love seeing you guys send us those photos on social media of you guys hanging out out there, uh, enjoying a cold beer, enjoying some wings or a burger or whatever else. Uh, it warms our heart, and I know it warms Boomer Jack's heart. Uh, we're glad that you guys are enjoying it as much as we do. I keep telling you guys specifically about Tuesdays and Wednesdays because Tuesdays are half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings, but they've got great deals the rest of the week as well. Drink special starting at $3, $15 buckets of beer, and it is the coldest beer anywhere around. And it, it's just the perfect spot for whatever you're looking for. If you're looking for, you know, a happy hour spot for you and your coworkers, Boomer Jacks is perfect for that. If you're looking for a nice dinner spot for the family somewhere to unwind, it's a great spot too. My kids love the tableside s'mores that they bring out there. If you're looking for somewhere to watch the game, Boomer Jacks, man, wall-to-wall TVs. And I mean that literally. The TVs fill up the walls at Boomer Jacks. You are going to be so glad you went there. There are 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That is boomerjacks.com. Okay, Brian, uh, Pro Bowlers announced this week, um, which, you know, I think everybody generally has always viewed the All-Pro team as a, a, a higher standard and a more important one, but it's a little bit different now. It's not just fan voted on anymore. It's uh, Fans have a third of the vote, which I don't know how much I love that formula, by the way. I mean, you had a couple guys who were like the leading vote-getters at their position, and now they're not even alternates on the team. Um, which I think you got to wait a little bit. Like you got to put some weight on what the fans want to say. It's their game. It's their their outing a little bit. But uh, the Cowboys do get seven players named as Pro Bowlers. Uh, let's run through them really quick. Just some of our thoughts on you know their seasons and and how we think they've played. Um, before we jump into the guys that did get named, do you think anybody was missed from the Cowboys? No, I think they got them right. I mean, uh, you know, the number of sacks that Armstrong had, uh, but, you know, it's kind of been up and down for him a little bit. I I think the number's really, really good. But overall, I I think they've got this thing. Uh, The tight end, 
Mm, we'll see. It's been a solid group, but I, I don't know. Solid, yeah. Global yeah. Group. I, 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 I kind of feel like they got it right, Bob. My, my one, my one, honestly, and, and I know uh, you, you were talking last segment how, how you, you do think they've improved there, but my one, honestly, is I would have said, I don't know that there were a ton of right tackles that were as dominant in the run game as Terrence Steele was this year. And and then being a, a passable pass blocker, I feel like, yeah. finds to being a pretty good player. And it's not like there's just a large section of really good right tackles in the NFL. Um, like, you know, there are typically more left tackles that are really good at the I, position. So the one guy I could have seen having a case that didn't get in to me would have been Terrence Steele. But otherwise, I, I think they they nailed these names here. Um, let's start off with the offensive side of the ball. Uh, and and let, let, I want to lead off with this guy because there was so much talk about what he could step in and be this year, and that's CeeDee Lamb. Uh, your thoughts, Brian, on CeeDee Lamb's season? Yeah, CeeDee Lamb uh, last week looked like CeeDee Lamb from Oklahoma that I saw a few years ago. Last yeah. year, he was an alternate. This year, he made the team. Uh, congratulations to him. You could tell that he's playing with a different tempo. You can see he's playing with a different temperament. Uh, you're seeing the plays that he's able to make. You know, it's unfortunate that we've had some of the DAC interceptions have been, oh, was that CD's fault? Was that a bad throw? There's all those questions. But you see a player that honestly in these games now is a difference maker. And you throw him the football and good things happen. So really, really happy for him that uh, – you know, I think the projections came out, um, would it be like 95 receptions or something like that? I, I think that would be awesome for him to to obtain a number, maybe even go higher than that. But uh, he he is he has worked himself into the point where you kind of know like, okay, well, they gave up on Amari Cooper uh, for this guy, and this guy's stepping up for you. Yeah, his projections, uh, when averaged out to 17 regular season games, his averages total up to 98 receptions, 1,320 yards, and seven touchdowns, which is a great performance. But if you want to take it even further than that, Brian, uh, you can take since the Detroit game, which is when Dak Prescott returned and they were able to play with each other. If you take just what he's done since Dak came back from the broken thumb, that 17-game average sets out to 102 receptions, 1,441 yards, and eight touchdowns, which is true number one status. And I think you've really seen him level up since Dak got back. It's really exciting to think what they can be together next year with an entire season. Uh, So CeeDee Lamb, I I think, really great. Another name on the offense that everybody's really excited about, Tony Pollard. He gets in there. Were you surprised? I, I think Pollard definitely has a case for it with his yards from scrimmage. He's, I think, tied for fourth in the NFL in touchdowns. Um, but but were you surprised Pollard got the nod as basically a a part-time player? He wasted uh, He wasted this guy. I, he, remember I told you this, Jerry got mad at me for asking the question about, uh, do you feel like you've kind of wasted Tony Pollard here yeah. since he's been with the Cowboys? And Jerry wasn't too happy with me on that question. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you – it's one of those things where we were all kind of talking about it and, you know, we were all right that like, just keep playing him. He's more explosive. The eye test tells you this. He more than proved his toughness. I think that what it's done, it's actually helped Ezekiel Elliott as well. You know, when you look at the overall big picture, you know, those two combined, whether one had 
17 carries, the other had 15, or vice versa. I think they really helped each other this year. And, you know, Tony Pollard, the fact he's 31 yards away from 1,000, you know, I just hope that he, you know, whether uh, he's here, you know, finish this thing out, uh, he's such an explosive weapon, or he goes somewhere else, you know, you got to make sure that uh, the one, well, I'll say this, the one thing that was proven was that he can more than handle the load when it was given to him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, he's been really impressive this year. Uh, you know, and, and like you said, between him and Ezekiel Elliott this year, they've scored 22 touchdowns. So you're getting some great production out of those running backs. But definitely, I think that uh, Pollard has been the more explosive back. He's a, The first, eye test will show you that. Yeah, yeah, first career, we're talking about a guy who through four seasons now is averaging five yards a carry for his career. He's He's been and- tremendous. Let me tell you, he's had a couple of games where he was really non-existent. I remember the Commanders game where he had like, what was it, five carries for like eight yards or some ridiculous thing like that. So he's had a couple of games where he hasn't been the absolute best, Tony Park. But when Zeke was out, he was the absolute best. He really, really was. The third offensive player, final offensive player who made it for the Cowboys, Zach Martin. I think we all felt like earlier this season it was – it wasn't a bad year. It just wasn't your your Hall of Fame Zach Martin type of season. I think he's he's played better as we've gotten into the second half of the season, but still probably not quite up to his normal standard. But his normal standard is so high that even playing below it, I think is has been Pro Bowl caliber. Um, but but I think Zach Martin's been really good this year. Zach Martin, yeah. I mean, he's you know the word that you try and find for the Cowboys' offense is consistent, and you're like thinking they need to be more consistent. Don't worry about that right guard. He's very consistent, down in, down out. Uh, he knows how to hold, trip, and clip. Uh, you know, the the great ones, the Hall of Famers know how to do all that. And he's super smart. He's super tough. And with him and Tyron Smith on that right side, it's a really, really good combination. And what you also have is if the ball goes away from them, then you're looking at scoop blocks and backside reaches and stuff where all of a sudden – these two guys are pounding that down lineman, getting him moved, getting him in the lap of a linebacker, cutting off the backside. And now you have those cuts. You know, ball starts left, and now you have the violent cut coming back to the right. Uh, man, having Martin and Smith over there, uh, you know, manning that, uh, I, I think is a, is a great thing for the Cowboys, uh, you know, as we get to, towards the end of the season and into the playoffs. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Defensive side of the ball, there were also three guys named to the Pro Bowl on that side. The obvious one, I think, uh, right out of the gate, Micah Parsons, um, who has 13 sacks this season. Again, this year has been the season-long betting favorite for Defensive Player of the Year. He's recently been overtaken by Nick Bosa after he's he's slowed down his production a little bit. Um, He's been great this year, uh, and I think that, you know, some of the recent fatigue and and some of the things we're seeing is maybe causing people to forget just how great he's been for them this season. Um, but but Micah Parsons absolutely deserving of a Pro Bowl nod. Might seem it more off ball linebacker this week in this game. 
You know, if yeah, you, you're going to need him, probably. You're going to need him. You're going to need him until late Vanders. And again, with the short week, uh, you know, they're they've got to figure some things out. Uh, you know, not only for the Philadelphia game, but the following Thursday against Tennessee. Yeah, but he's been very, very good this year. Um, a guy that I think you know, uh, you you most people should say they're they're really happy with his season. Uh, even though you know the the sacks have kind of come in bunches, I, I think he's been your your best defensive player, probably your best player period on this football team all year. Uh, the other defensive player or, or, or defensive end uh, edge rusher that was added to the roster, uh, given a Pro Bowl nod, is Demarcus Lawrence, uh, who made his. Let's double check here. When was the last time he made a Pro Bowl? This is his first Pro Bowl appearance since 2018. Um, so a a big honor for him. Has has not um, put up you know gaudy sack statistics, but he is uh, up to six this season. Um, I, I was kind of surprised just because it's such a heavy defensive end grouping there in the NFC. Um, but Demarcus Lawrence certainly had a, a, I think, a resurgence this year um, and, and continues to be one of the really steady hands for the Cowboys on defense. Okay, let's break down the vote. The vote is what two thirds coaches and players. Yes, right. And a third, uh, and a third. And a third. coaches and players are the ones that swung this vote. Yeah, and, and, the, and the fans, the fans that are cowboy fans around the world, are going to vote for him. But this is a coaches and players vote. I, I do. I, I. You watch tape. He's one of the most complete defensive ends we have in the game when it comes to playing the run playing with effort playing to finish sacking pressure all those things demarcus lawrence has done a, a, an outstanding job and and coaches and play and players recognize that they study the tape they see the player they know how who they have to prep for you know he wasn't you know the numbers don't say oh great against jacksonville and i know there were people that was that were tweeting at me and you know, I was like, listen, this guy's a complete defensive end. I don't care what you say about him. You can rip him all you want. He goes, oh, I hope he shows up for his show and all that. Well, you know, hey, you, you watch the games and you sit down and you have the opportunity to watch the All-22. He does a lot of things. And the, the old saying is he does a lot of things that then show up in the box score. And that's I think that's how he got on because the coaches and players know of all those things that you have to have to be a really good defensive end. Yeah, and Pro Football Focus uh, credits him this year actually with 37 stops, uh, which leads the team. It's even more than Micah Parsons has. So uh, he's been a complete all-around player. The third defensive player that the Cowboys get added to the roster this year, the the Pro Bowl roster, back-to-back Pro Bowl appearances for Trayvon Diggs, who the interception numbers are obviously down this year. He's got just three um, with, with 13 pass deflections, but... Uh, even though he's only got three interceptions this year compared to 11 last year, uh, I think he's been a more consistent, better player in coverage this year. To me, he is a true, not shut down. I don't know that a shut down corner really exists in this era, but how we talk about number one receivers, he's a true number one corner to me. Yeah, this is uh, this is his, as you mentioned, his uh, second Pro Bowl, right? Is what yep. we're looking at. And how many years has he been in the league now? Is this his three. third? Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I circle back about Micah Parsons and say something real quick? Yeah. I learned this today, and I did not know this was I didn't know this was a factor, any truth because of the CBA. The fact that Micah Parsons made the Pro Bowl in his first two seasons in the league 
under his rookie contract, his fifth year is automatically like a franchise tag. So really? whatever whatever the amount of the of a linebacker is in the fifth year of his uh, for his um, his contract when they get pick up the fifth year option is that will be uh, that like the franchise tag number for that position. Now the question is going to be. Is he going to be a defensive end or is he going to be a linebacker? So I think the difference between the two is like three million dollars right now. I think it's yeah. seventeen and twenty. I didn't know that by making it the first two years of his rookie under his rookie deal, his fifth year option automatically is franchise tag number money. So good for him. Yeah, significant. When they get to the point in time, that's what the Cowboys are going to have to be. You know, they're going to be counting every penny to try and make sure they get his deal done. But to Diggs is, uh, uh, you know, two times in three years. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, it's, I'm not going to say this. I mean, I say it, but they need more. They're going to need him to come up with, I mean, he makes, he's capable of so many big plays, but they're going to need him. They're going to need him to get his hands on some balls and, you know, these next three games and into the playoffs, you know, he's going to draw some tough assignments, but they're going to need him to, to really uh, to to take that game to even a, even a higher level, you know, like I say, knocking down the passes or getting the opportunity to intercept balls like he like he like he's capable of, like we've seen, uh, because they're going to need, uh, you know, teams are not going to throw the ball at him, uh, you know, very much, but when they do get the chance, that yeah, he needs to find a way to make them pay. So uh, it sounds like you're a little bit more tepid on on Diggs. Uh, that than I am. You do, so you don't think he? Do you think he's had a a a worse season than he did last year? I think there's some things about him in the running game that you absolutely don't want to deal with. I think there's times. I think he's got better. I think there was a time when they played poor perimeter run defense, and he was part of that. Yes, I do. Okay. I mean, to me, and I, I I I know not every cornerback is Deion Sanders. But to me, you know, when you start to talk about Pro Bowl players, that's why Tank Lawrence got on because he's a complete player. You know, yeah. that's where he digs. I mean, I'm not saying you have to be, uh, you know, uh, the most, I don't, Antoine Winfield, you know, come flying up and making tackles. I, I'm not saying you have to, but you have to not be a liability. He's gotten better. But man, if he would, if he were to play with a little bit more aggressiveness and coming up, you know, I think people would be even more impressed with him, and that would be that solidify that position because I think you have to be, you know, these these Pro Bowlers. I want complete guys, and that's something that times he he's lacked, but he's gotten better at it here the last couple of weeks. Final Pro Bowler for the Cowboys. It is the special teamer Kevontae Turpin, who I honestly think has not been great in the last really I, I don't know five weeks or so. He's he's not been the same. Uh, guy in terms of the explosiveness. I'm not always seen. Okay, I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you, has the has the USFL season finally caught up with him? I think that's very possible. The guy's basically played a year straight of football. It's yeah. a lot. Um, but even still, he ranks top seven in the uh, average yards per kick return and average yards per punt return. He's the only guy in the NFC who is in the top seven. So easy to hand it over to him. He's had a really good season. He has helped them with field position a ton. Uh, it's just been really the last couple of weeks where he's kind of cooled and 
yeah, maybe just looks a little fatigued. Well, some 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 of the decision making has not been very good either. I mean, no, I think I, 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 I think he feels the pressure. I think he feels the pressure to make a big return. One of the things I think we see pretty well from the press box a lot of times is, where, you know, we don't always have the answers on offense and defense, but from the press box, I think we get a pretty good view of being able to see where you should go with the in the return game. And there have been a few times where it's like, well, okay, why'd he go there? It looked like it was laid out pretty easily in front of him to go here. And, and so there have been some questions there, but definitely valuable for this football team. No, no question about it. I mean, and uh, the Eagles, if you watch them play, they're a little susceptible to returns. Mm-hmm. This he might be the difference maker in this game. You're this, listening- by the way, by the way, real quick, Bob. This yeah. is a game. This is a game too, where I guarantee you, Bones Fossil is going to fake something. Woo! I, Let's go. I, I guarantee you're going to get some kind of trickeration from Bones Fossil. These these games like this, they, they these coaches thrive to be in games like this and and be a difference maker, steal a possession, whatever you want to do. So, uh, oh, and one more thing about Turpin. If they actually played the game, if they, you know, now we're in that mode where we don't play the game, the the Pro Bowl game, we kind of play tug of war and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. We we had a discussion on on uh, this morning on Cowboys uh, break that would Turpin win the MVP award because nobody tackles. So all of a sudden you're punting the ball to Turpin. How many touchdowns would Turpin have as a returner if nobody's willing to tackle on the on the punt return or the uh, kick or the kick return so yeah. i'm saying he, he might be he might be the mvp because nobody yeah. would, nobody would tackle him he, yeah you know, it's, it's it's like you know you're playing uh flag football at the yeah. bubble and he'd be yeah. running 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 and nobody would tackle him he would he, he very easily could because he's he's, he's tough he, yeah. he's tough man have, have to bring down yeah uh, you're listening to the Love the Star podcast, the Love the Stars and Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.